Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Coding. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Fail Like an Artist with your hosts, Julie Battisti and me, Phoebe Ganza, a podcast discussing all the ways we've failed as artists with insight, advice and humour. Each episode, we will discuss a failure and what we've learned from it. Howdy doody, Julie. Yeah, howdy doody. <laughs> you got to speak. <laughs> it's really early. Uh, uh, we're we're recording this very early <laughs> in the morning. It's not even that early anymore. My brain is just not that awake yet. I'm not a new. I I am not a morning person. Um, how's your week been? How's your week been, Julie? How has my week been? How's okay. my week? I think my week's been okay. It's just been humming along. Like there's been nothing. I've not been rushing. I've just been nice. painting when I can paint and that's not been constant. Like there's been lots of interruptions at home at the moment mm-hmm. and I've had not heaps of full nights in the studio. There's sort of like the kids have not been sleeping that well, mm. but I'm also doing a much better job of not like that's not been bothering me so much. Like I suppose mm. my deadlines aren't quite so crunchy anymore. So yeah, much easier to go with the flow. My Apple Watch reminded me or told me this week that my resting heart rate has dropped by like six or eight points in the last That's six good. weeks. I was like, wow, oh, okay, maybe I'm a little bit less stressed than I was a little oh. while ago. <laughs> See, I don't wear my Apple Watch anymore. I don't, I don't like, <laughs> I felt too judgy. <laughs> oh, do you know what I hate is when you'd get to the end of the day and it'd go, you can still make it. I'm like, the jig is up, <laughs> dude. There's it's, no it's hope. T- <laughs> it's 10 to 10. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> It's like, it's just, it's silly, isn't it? I heard something the other day, someone talking, they were like, when did we, who's counting their steps before watches? Who was going around going, one, two, three, oh, no one cares. No one cares. I don't, I don't want to be judged by my lack of steps or, or how my heart rate is, how many times I've stood up in the day. Yeah. So I've stopped wearing it in a kind of rebellious act of self-care. That's your wake thing. Oh, shocking. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you've been sick. Uh, yeah, 
I mean, like I just feel I feel like I said better today, and the sun is shining, and I. Yeah, but it, uh, yeah, it hasn't hasn't been great. I had a horrible, horrible sort of flu virus last end of last week, week over the weekend, and um, oh, it just absolutely wiped the floor with me. And mm. yeah, it just feels like all oh, this year I've just been sick more than I've ever been sick in my whole life, mm. which is it's it's quite worrying, you know. Like um, I never thought of myself as a sickly person. Yeah. Not I was not someone that ever really got colds or got sick, and you know, um, even with kids, like three kids, you know, coughing and breathing on me, I'd you know, you maybe get a cold, and in a couple of days, you take a paracetamol, carry on, and it's just you know, you don't have time to be sick. I was never that person that was like in bed ever, ever in the day, and so this is like the third or fourth time this year that I literally had to go to bed for two or three days, and I couldn't get out of bed, and I just couldn't function, and it's just really um like it just really took the wind out of my sails a bit and um I had so much to do before the end of term like my kids all finished school yesterday it's the it was their last day and there's you know then they're off now for seven weeks and it was it's just frustrating because I I had you know things I wanted to get done and finished and oh yeah you just had to like you know let that go and I mean it's fine and I've made peace with it but it's just wasn't the ideal end to the year in a way of you know when you just mm. mentally got a checklist and then you can't do any of it it's really frustrating so but now I'm on like a big kind of like what can I do to make myself not get sick anymore and um taking all the supplements and just I don't know trying to figure out next year and how things can be a bit different and I don't know have a bit more I think next year is going to look quite different, actually. Um, but I think that might be another podcast. So <laughs> we'll come. We'll come back to that in the new year. Uh, you know, you're gonna make me wait. Yeah. No, I'm just still in the thinking phase okay. of everything. I'm not. I haven't. I'm trying to be more Julie about things, <laughs> and like take advice from our previous episode, and just not rush into deciding what I'm doing. If you know mm. what I mean. And being quite um, intentionally slowing down about how I'm going to approach things and plan the year a bit more in advance rather than this year just felt like I was constantly trying to catch up. I think because it started so badly with the, oh, the yeah. cyclone and like all the flooding and COVID and everything. I just I felt like I was on the back foot the whole year. Um, and never, never really felt like I caught up with anything. Um, I didn't, I just felt like, yeah, I got quite, I got the morbs over the weekend. Mm. <laughs> and I got really quite in a bit of a spiral about how much of a failure I felt like this year had been. Um, yeah, so I had a, a couple of days crying about oh, life in general and just feeling quite... Oh what's the word like kind of unempowered like disempowered or I don't know what mm. the other word's the word feeling like you know the the year happened to me rather than like I had any kind of control over it do you know what's weird is that I know a lot of people that this year's not been a great one and mm. I know for like I don't talk about a lot of the stuff um that's been going on but outside the art world for me but it's not been like 
of fabulous year personally like we've had lots of good moments mm. but I've I've also like I've felt really this year's just been like one hit after another mm. and mm. I know you've felt the same but I mean I can't tell you the amount of times I've said 2023 can get in the bin like I'm yeah. done I'm done now yeah. like Definitely. but actually and I was speaking to a friend yesterday who was sort of trying to flip the way she was seeing things on their head like instead of I can't believe this has happened to mm. I've survived this thing yeah. And all of these things is what's helped me get there. And I'm trying to do the same a little bit now. And I feel like that's probably what you're trying to get to if I stopped interrupting you. No, is no. that it, it can be really difficult to look for the positives. I feel like they're, they're a fleeting moment. Like you have a mm. sale and you're elated for a minute. And then the next mm. second, you know, you focus on that one painting that's been sitting in a gallery for six months or yeah. whatever particular personal troubles have been going on. And it is, you know, I find that we always do in December. You sit there and you think about all of the good things and the bad things that have happened over the year the negative stuff even though there might be like a similar quantity of good than bad it seems to be heavier in the scales like it always mm. it's it's harder to attach a significant weight to the good things that have happened yeah definitely and I don't know what there must be some psychology around that but it definitely is you know you do remember those it must be something to do with survival I suppose like you remember the negatives and they stick mm. in your head so much more than the positives. Like we should, I should maybe have like you know like a use your whiteboard <laughs> that you gave me that I don't use. <laughs> Sorry. Instead of it sitting there guiltily in my studio with a to do list that I wrote seven months ago on it, I should yeah. wipe that off. And mm. instead, every time I have like a win, write that on the board. board. Yeah, like a little I little like reminder that of, you of the win. I think that because visually, I think then I would see those and go. Oh yeah, look at that, sold a painting. Oh, got that thing that happened, da 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 whatever it is. Because I feel like having a to-do list is almost like this is a list of all the stuff I'm probably not gonna get done today. <laughs> exactly. I mean I do have a to-do be... list. I have a to a to do list. I have a to do to do list on have a doodle list on my phone, um, which is and I like that because I it's when I press a button the thing disappears off the to-do list and you know it like goes a tick it's like a tick and it ping mm. it goes and then my list gets shorter and so at the end of the day um I've still got two or three things on my to-do list it's like oh that's not that many but when it's like a long list and I'm just ticking them it just feels overwhelming it's like ah there's loads of things mm. and um and I just forget I just forget. But I think if I was to write the achievements up, it would feel well. I'd remember them then, because I mean, I literally don't remember stuff. I can't remember what I did a minute ago. Yeah, I think even last week we were getting a bit bogged down in the fact that we haven't been able to record that regularly lately. Yeah, and then I was like, you know what? We've put out this will be our forty third episode this year. Yes. We've both had a lot of stuff going on. Like that's pretty awesome. Um, that is that's amazing yeah I never yes. thought we would be able to get 43 episodes out um, I don't I, I actually yeah thinking about how many weeks in a year there is that's and considering there's been a lot of holidays and things and school holidays like that's that's an achievement like yeah mm. I think that's one of the things I because I sat down going I've got I've done nothing <laughs> you know as you do when you get a little bit sorry for yourself um, and then I did think to myself, oh, but I've done the podcast. I, and that's not nothing. Like, that's, You've done that's some a huge awesome thing. works this I know, year I know as well. I've done other things. I know I know um, other things. Sorry. Uh, 
<laughs> but I, I was like thinking about what what am I proudest of? You know, like mm-hmm. what's the biggest thing that I want to kind of focus on celebrating this year? And um, I think we both didn't know how it was going to go. This this podcast, we 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 knew we would enjoy it personally as a kind of passion project. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that, I mean. We tipped over a big number. Yeah. So we, we tipped over 150k downloads last week, which is pretty awesome. So thank you all for sticking with us through the, the little laggy bits and the delays between episodes. You know, we're trying as hard as we can to be consistent, but I think it is what it is. And over Christmas, it'll it'll be a little bit bumpy, but we will record when we can. Yeah. And I, I loved what you said the other day where you, to me and you were like, I think we just need to not worry too much about consistency and focus on persistency. Mm, that was and another think... takeaway from Sarah Tasker. I just feel mm. like I've been quoting her a lot lately. It's all right. It's like I'm all, all I always just quote Andy J. Pizza, don't yeah. I? <laughs> we have our favorites. <laughs> um, that's just astounding to me. I mean, mm. I literally, if you had told me this time last year, we hadn't even put an episode out, we were, we just sort of finished recording the first couple of episodes and when I think the first few that we recorded I was sitting here feeding Elfie at the same time yeah I mean you had a newborn we did like we had there was one episode we recorded three times oh Jesus (laughs) was that exhibitions or varnishing can't remember One one of them one of them we just couldn't bear to look at ever again I know we were like ah so many things went wrong and you had to sort of patch it together like some kind of patchwork quilt of bits and pieces bad. it was so bad i remember um, the episode in the end didn't sound that bad but the no, recording process job. it was like cutting down the four point. hours of audio with like oh. kid interruptions gardeners <laughs> who knows making smoothies I think my our deck was being repaired there was <laughs> yeah gosh it was it was all sorts of chaos to think then if we could go back in time and say to us hey guys you know in a year's time you will have had 150,000 downloads. You will have 8,000 plus followers on Instagram. Uh, you know, you will have reached so many people. You would have had messages from all sorts of people. You would have interviewed, you know, Amber Cresswell Bell and Alice Sheridan and uh, Laura Horn. Like, you, I just would have gone, nah, no, don't be silly. That's not going to happen. But it did. So, so yeah, I think that's an achievement that we, that I am proud of. And I think we should be proud of. And, Mm. um, and thank you all for, for coming with us on this journey every week where I think, you know, if it's been a tough week recording or tough to find time to edit the minute we get any sort of message that's like, thank you so Mm. much. Or this meant so much to me this week. I think, oh, that's, you know, we have so much fun doing it, but I think we keep doing it because it seems to mean so much to other people because sometimes mm. it feels a bit weird putting your random ramblings out into the world. And you, like, I often think, uh, really? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then someone will I go, oh, like no, it- I really enjoyed it this week. It kept me, kept me company in the studio. And I think, okay, people are still enjoying it. It's good. Like, Yeah. I always get a vulnerability hangover every, oh, so bad. every time we put it out. And I always worry that, like, I'm going to come across wrong, like, mm. uh, I think because I, because I'm the one that cries <laughs> more often than you and seem to, I don't know, I'm like, do people just think I'm some sort of moaning myrtle whinger? Yeah, I'm the one that's, that's like... laughing at you crying. <laughs> Which one of us yeah. is coming off worse? <laughs> no, but I worry that I'm like, 
don't know, like, you know, I don't want to be that person that's like, feels sorry for themselves all the time, but uh, it's like, uh, I, I worried a bit, like thing... last week's episode, I really worried about that, like, how I was going to come across with like, my, you know, big Instagram following and then like, not really being successful making money and I was thinking, gosh, I'm like the worst advert for like my own art <laughs> no but I think that's the um that that point where it's like yes you should be able to celebrate the fact that you've you've tipped over 100k that is awesome but the pod and I think that's where it can sometimes get hard and it probably does sometimes feel like you're whinging the same way as I always felt like I was whinging about oh no I have a big exhibition coming up mm. because you know the whole point here is for us to actually just have our conversations like we would as friends yeah where you do admit to what you're feeling unsure about or and then that's what's been you know there was a big moment for you and then it was sort of like you know it's that moment of yes I've achieved this big thing but these are my hang-ups about it mm. and I think to be honest that's what people if, if you were just like I achieved you know 100k followers and everything is hunky-dory oh, like yeah. <laughs> I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> yes, I think you're right. I think that's the whole thing that we really, really wanted to do with this podcast. And that was the kind of thing that made it work so well, considering how different we are as, as like, you know, people really. And also um, our, our kind of paths are quite different too, like the, what mm. we're doing and how we're doing it and level of success and all of that. Um, the thing that really was the binding force was the fact that we we were like we just want to hear a podcast that's really honest mm. about the failures and about the struggles and it's not just a how to be successful and how to make sales and oh look at me and what I've done and da 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 and yeah obviously it's important to be positive and not just whingy and negative all the time like that isn't what this is about but it's I guess yeah the being real the the kind of warts and all behind the curtain it's the same I think with you know I think these days I when you when I connect with parenting stuff it's never the here are my three perfect children it's the you know shit gets a bit wild sometimes (laughs) yeah yeah you know when you see like I think I saw some reel the other day and it was a mum showing her messy house and Mm. um you know it's just so validating it's just so validating Mm. when you see someone just being honest and and not showing some perfect tidy immaculate home with three cookie cutter children of just wearing beige and you know you just think oh look she's got dishes on the sink she's got mess on the side of her you know there's stuff everywhere like nothing's Mm. neat and there's piles of washing it's so validating because you're like yeah I I like my house being tidy too you know but it stays tidy for about 0.3 seconds and then (laughs) a kid turns Mm. up and and it's suddenly messy again it's one of the reasons I really love watching Bluey have you ever seen an image of the inside of their car yeah yeah my daughter's obsessed with Bluey it's over here Every time I see that, I'm like, ah, someone else's car looks like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even if it's a metaphorical blue healer dog on the... Yeah, <laughs> on the I'll TV. take it. <laughs> um, but I think that's, you know, 
to bring it back to art, it's like on the surface, people will look at us, I think, from the outside and go, oh, look, two successful artists who, you know, create, you know, in inverted commas, good art and they have big followings on Instagram and they look like they're with galleries and da 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 and they've done exhibitions and and it's like important for us to be real and say it doesn't mean that you're not still struggling when you when you get all of those things like mm. it's still hard and it's still you know spoiler alert <laughs> you know it doesn't you don't magically wake up and be this person that's um, immune to failures and I don't think there's this tipping point where all of a sudden you've got no problems I think no matter which yeah. point you achieve there's always yeah. the next problem or it's like the problem rises to the occasion and yeah. there's always yeah the goalposts are always moving it's yeah yeah and I mean I don't know maybe there are artists out there that that are like oh well this is it I'm successful now and just paint and sell art and I don't worry anymore and I have a lovely time <laughs> But um, I've not met them <laughs> yet, and I don't think I'd want to be friends with them if I did. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just, I think hopefully it's comforting for people to know that, like, it just is what it is, and it always is that. Wherever you, whatever stage you're at, there's going to be challenges and struggles and things are going to be up and down. And um, I don't know, is that comforting or or just... I think it's also you can turn it on its head and say that, you know, it's it's you can't, you don't enjoy the ups without the downs, like all of those cheesy yeah. sayings of... You know that that life with a, without a state of flux, there is no, there's no way to compare, is there? So you, mm. you can't possibly live in a state of happiness permanently because it then that almost become, will become neutral, won't it? Mm. Exactly. And if you have these tra- challenges and difficulties and st- struggles, um, it gives it gives a context to when something is good. Mm. Uh, I truly do think that the, the good bits are better than I've thought with having an art career and the hard bits have been harder than I thought, but that duality kind of makes it worthwhile. Like mm. the, the challenges yeah. keep you sort of pushing through and... The cell, you know, the good milestones mm. are, are pretty awesome when you achieve them. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. This year feels like there has been more more of the bad bits, but th- not necessarily with art. Like, it's just, again, like a lot of stuff externally in my in my life. And the same with you, like other stuff that's been happening. You know, you fall into this false thing of thinking that they're going to be equal. Like it's going mm. to be a good moment and then a bad moment and then a good moment mm. and then a bad moment. And I know yeah. sometimes this year I've been like, surely I've had enough bad moments in a row yeah. now, like it's time. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me a bad moment, bad moment, bad, another one, nope, <laughs> another yeah. pothole, oh, <laughs> and then finally, woo, good. Thing. Yeah. It, yes, you're right, yeah. It's definitely not sort of tick, tick for tat. <laughs> but they do, you know, there, there will be swings and roundabouts and they will, it will sort of swing around again. Yeah. So I am curious to know two things. Mm. Mm, okay. First one. Wow. is I guess what's what would, what do you think would be your biggest takeaways from this year like what have you learned and my second one is are you going to have a word of the year next year <laughs> so that question is a great question but I hadn't thought about it in advance and I think I I'm the sort of person that needs a bit of time to reflect and I probably haven't done that yet well, maybe we can um, come back to that question yeah, next episode. Do, we'll think about yeah. that. Go away and think about it and come back yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, I would like to think about it. I do Sometimes think... 
I do think my takeaway from this year a little bit has been nothing happens if nothing happens. So mm. in a in a way of like I can get stuck and then I can go into freeze mode quite easily with setbacks and things. But mm. I have found that if I don't, well, it means it's obvious. It's like if I don't actually get, put myself into action, you know, I can sort of get a bit sort of victim-y and go, oh, I haven't sold anything or I haven't you know done like no nobody wants my work and blah, 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 you know get a bit like that mm. and then I kind of have to pull myself together and be like okay so what can you do what can you do to make something happen and mm. so like for instance doing the um workshops this year which was a new thing for me you know no you know I had to I had to be the driving force behind that no one was coming and telling me by the way you you you've been invited to run a workshop next week like that's not happening I had to be the driving force I had to be right okay where could I run a workshop and okay here's a good venue and okay who what can I do for that workshop and okay right I'm gonna book it and pick a date and then oh god now I have to advertise it and now I have to buy the materials and now I have to figure out what I've got to do and so and it seems silly and obvious but for me mm. I am not very good at that sort of being self-motivated to do things. I'm I'm much better with like a a deadline and a and a reason. So to create my own deadlines is is something that's um something I'm working on and that this year I've I think got better at telling myself right I'm going to have a launch not a launch because I haven't really done launches but like I've got these paper artworks I've done I'm going to put them on my stories on x date and I'm going to tell people that that's happening and then that means I have to photograph them and I have to do it on that day because I've said it now and then realize you know oh okay well that was good because I put 10 paintings up and I sold five of them you know so Hmm. those paintings weren't going to sell themselves they weren't going to just sort of like go excuse me hello I'm for sale like they're just sat in my studio like I've done them but that execution part of like pushing things and that's been something that I feel like this year I've got better at recognizing that I need to be a bit more of a driving force behind behind doing all of these things really um I'm just you've done so much I'm always so impressed by that and I feel like you don't give yourself enough recognition of that you just I think you've been in I have had to do it so I haven't had a choice but I'm still like lots of people would have just not done those things it's yeah I I I wish I had a manager because I'm like what's that meme that's I'm the boss of me and I run a really loose ship Mm. (laughs) I need I need and that's actually been something that I've been doing this year with a couple of other people is like having that accountability thing where and that really helps me because I, Mm. I do need someone outside of me to kind of chase me or, or say right I well, tell them that I'm doing this thing and then then I have to live up to it and do it yeah um and I think I think I envied you a lot this year because you had that goal of like the exhibition at that deadline and I kind of so I'd be like I just envy that because I know that like I work so much better if I have that sort of thing externally ha- that's out of my control that I have to do because mm. I've never been very good at self-motivated like anything unless I'm really really interested in it and then I get like hyper-focused and then really but it's 
to get to that point of re- really being interested in something, I sometimes need a push. Yeah, so I guess that, yeah, I guess that's been the, the, the big kind of shift in me, I think, this year of, of being a bit more proactive and confident at doing those things. Mm. What about that's you? That's good. I've been thinking about this a little bit this week about what has been the biggest takeaways. And, like, not I'm not talking biggest successes, but I think – I've learnt a few times this year through things not going well that I often have expectations and they're often really high of not just myself but Mm. others and this has happened personally and professionally a few times Mm. where I've thought that something was going to go a certain way or I've thought that certain things should happen but I hadn't voiced those things and then when everything doesn't turn out as planned and I'm really shattered about something or it's not been particularly great no one else has known that that was my expectation and so you're sort of holding other people up to these standards Mm. that you've never told them that that's what they were (laughs) and often I won't say anything either I'll just be disappointed and then not say anything to anyone and then be like oh well that didn't turn out the way that I thought and yeah I had one experience with um with one thing where things didn't go as planned and then that person asked me afterwards oh how did how, how was what did you think of that And I actually, for the first time, probably said, look, do you know what? That wasn't what I expected and I thought it would go differently. And that conversation actually went a whole lot better than I'd thought. Mm. And for a minute, I think for a while there, I was like, oh, well, these people didn't live up to my expectations in this way. And I had to pull myself up and say, if you want something, you've got to voice it. You've got to actually tell people what you need from that particular experience. Yeah. Because you can't be disappointed when people don't know what you're after I think that's a really it's a really good lesson that we probably all need to to learn I think sometimes Sometimes. it's realizing that I am part of the problem (laughs) it's very easy to think oh that person didn't do things right for me or that company didn't do what I wanted but they never you know they delivered what they said they were going to deliver like actually in all of their situations but it was my expectations that were different Um, and because and I've probably learnt that I need to have more explicit conversations with people when I'm, especially when I'm paying a lot of money for a thing, you know, and I think those conversations can be difficult and I'm naturally not the sort of person that does speak up about that sort of stuff or that will explain yeah. what I want from a thing. Um, yeah, because confrontation, it feels like confrontation even when mm. it's not. And I know what you, like, because I think we're both quite similar, quite passive, you know, pacifists. Yeah. <laughs> well, um you know the peacemaker type person in our families I feel like that's been quite a big realization but I also feel like there has been quite a big shift in myself internally since getting back from Melbourne and I have been quite a lot calmer and a little bit more balanced in my approach to work and life and that's Mm. been a really nice shift as well so you know it'd be interesting for us to come back to this after a couple of weeks off yeah and see what we think yeah. This is just I, um, what's come to the top of my head. Mm, no, I, I've seen, I've, I'm glad. I feel like, I've, like, like, like you said before, we haven't really had much chance to, to chat, to be honest, much since I went to England and then you went to Melbourne and then mm. you know, life's happened. So it's the end half of the year has just been really, really busy for us both. And we haven't probably had as much time chatting as, as we did prior, but I, I can already see a kind of, uh, 
a sort of slower kind of approach to things and a calmness in you that's that's really um it's really lovely to see because you know I I did I was worried about you I have to be honest I was worried about you oh there's no way I was ever going to admit just how stressed I was trying to get everything done this year I always did a lot of I'm fine it's totally fine I I could tell from the eyes (laughs) (laughs) you know like when you said about, you know, oh, they've asked me to do this exhibition and and I was thinking, you're mad, woman. <laughs> you know, and every part of me wanted to say to you, Julie, don't do it. This is ridiculous. You've got a baby and a toddler and it's never going to happen and you're going to be so stressed. And blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's not my place to say and it's your life. I um, think you actually probably were quite a good friend. I think you did say, have you really thought about this? You were very good about it. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I had a few of my friends say that. And I was like, no, no it's going to be fine. Yeah. I, and then and then you went into it and I, with a kind of um, gung-ho attitude of, you know, Julie can do, I could, I can see that, that, that you know, that, that you, you know, that's carried you through your whole life, that kind of, and it, but then it, a couple of months later when kids were starting to get sick and things were all going and tits mm. up and I was thinking, oh gosh, like kind of this felt like it was inevitable <laughs> from I know, my perspective was quite a few moments and, um, there i was like jesus christ why did i tell everyone i was doing this big exhibition why did i announce it on a podcast everyone's yeah. gonna see me fall flat on my face yeah and i mean you didn't you didn't but it, it's it, it, like it would be a lie to say that that, that it, it was wasn't a, a challenging year it wasn't and, um, smooth sailing <laughs> no and um and I, I was worried there was times when I was like I'm really wor- worried for your your mental health and for your like kind of like you know how are you gonna come out of this without like some sort of PTSD from the whole experience do you know um, what it was interesting is that thought that I think you grow up getting told that you can do anything mm-hmm. I, I, I certainly did with a lot of things like you know if you just try hard enough yeah. You can do anything. And I think for a while there, I think especially like pre-kids, pre-husband, pre-mortgage you know, mortgage and all of the other <laughs> things that go on, it was very much a case of, and I certainly found when I was working in the corporate world, if I threw enough time at a problem, if I threw enough time at a spreadsheet, I could figure mm. it out. Yeah. And I think that doesn't, that's not always the case with life. Some problems, whether it's emotional issues or stuff with your kids or trying to logistically work out how a family works Mm. it does not matter how much time you think about it some problems just don't have an easy solution yeah you Mm. can't stop kids from waking up at night you can't make them eat the lovely nutritious dinners you make for them yeah you You can't can't. stop them getting a cold like (laughs) exactly and sometimes it feels really unfair when you've tried to do, you've ticked all the boxes yeah. and you've tried and you've tried and you've tried and that thing still isn't falling into place. And I think sometimes the only solution is to take your foot off the gas and just relax and let it, yeah. let the chaos just sort of ease a little bit instead of trying yeah. to make it fit into however you think your world should work. I think that's the thing about the, the, the one of the biggest things about parenthood that has taught me is that to to let go of control over mm. over like life and and just like you have to become adaptive and you have to become almost sometimes like react 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 to the situation rather mm. than you know 
you can put all the things in place to 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 try to prevent things happening and try to make life go a certain way but now I have a, a big element of accepting that a lot of that might not work or might not go to plan and I think once you realize that and I think this year for you has been a massive kind of learning curve in that like a very steep <laughs> you know learning curve in that area you can move forward from that point on with a with a less rigid outlook mm. on life and and a much more kind of um well you it's resilience and it, it makes you much more flexible um I think we both need to take that approach into our art as well mm. because I think the mm. same thing applies you can make work but you don't always find a buyer straight away yeah. and that doesn't mean that the work's not good and yeah. you can make plans for an exhibition you can make plans to, to release stuff online but there's mm. no there's you no can't, even if you've got the most wonderful collection of buyers having that one person that connects with that one artwork can take time mm. and you can't pressure someone into buying it with all of the social media um mm. exposure in the world it's just sometimes it just takes time and pushing it sometimes you've just got to relax about it and I feel yeah. like that same advice that you were just saying with parenting could equally be said about yeah. um your art practice yeah yeah and even with um just creating the work in the first place you can mm -hmm. go you can have an idea for a collection in your head or, or something you and you can get in the studio and it can just all be not working and mm. it you know there's always that gap between what you want to have as a vision and then actually articulating that on a canvas or where however you create your work and I think when you when you approach that with less of a frustrated kind of rigid idea on the outcome and you become more flexible about okay so this is my idea but also let's just see how this ends up and sometimes it won't won't it won't be the same as a vision in your head but that's not to say it's going to be bad mm. it just might be different and I think learning to accept that sometimes the outcome is different from what you expected isn't isn't a bad thing and it exactly. can and actually be like a lot of the times the blessing in disguise ends up being better than you ever could imagine and I think you know that that yeah. goes for life and art absolutely is there have you got anything that you want to wrap up the year with or anything that you're really looking forward to next year or any like initial... oh yes so I am going to wrap up by by saying that I have decided to go ahead with doing my 31 days of creative practice in January. So for anyone that doesn't know what that is, um, hop over to my Instagram because I will do either have done or will do a post on that before January to explain it all. I'm not yet sure about what I'm going to be doing. I may be doing something quite off-piste and... <laughs> quite different or I might be doing some small paintings um, I haven't decided I'm going to let the next two weeks kind of let that percolate in my brain and decide nearer January um, but yeah I thought I, I wasn't going to do it I was going to just take my foot off the gas but I actually feel like I have haven't painted enough for the past couple of months and um, I've also not I've actually lost a bit of the joy from painting um, and then when I was doing my uh, prep work for this um, workshop that's on the weekend, I found that joy starting to re 
appear and I was like oh I really these are fun I love doing these and they're different from my still life work they're different Mm. because they're quick and I so I think I'm going to bring something something quick and fun and just maybe you just need to get a bit messy again yeah I think so and I think maybe it will be it's you know it is what it is it will probably confuse some people if I do stuff like that because they'll be like wait you're a you do still life work but I've actually just got to like let that go and do I think so do what's right for me for the for a month um of play and I and I also wanted to I I like doing that publicly and encouraging other people to join in because I think it it I always get such a lot of feedback from people that go oh I just actually really needed to do something like that at the start of the year you know I just mm. I loved having a play every day for a bit and it not being outcome outcome driven or yeah just sort of like warming you up so that then you can sort of start February with a kind of much more kind of like a cleansed palette I kind of feel like January for me is like a kind of an amuse-bouche of just (laughs) what are we doing we're just going to try some things and then get it all out my system and then then you know start February fresh it's nice to see you even just smiling while you're talking about that like I feel like it's such a good idea and just to sort of not be too planned about it and just let it go where it takes you instead of like I'm a still life painter now and I must be doing still lives and I have to connect with my audience this way and instead of just being like instead of doing it for them do it for you yes because part of me was like I'm gonna do 31 small still lives and they're gonna be like this and I was thinking (laughs) oh this feels too rigid and it feels too Mm constrictive and yes they would probably sell and that would probably be a really good financial thing but I just I just do you want to start your year feeling like you've had to do something because I I think that's what's made you feel like I don't want to do that again exactly exactly I think I just need to give myself a break yeah and not do that this year so next year with it so yeah, so that's going to be that. So 31 days of creative practice. Oops, sorry, just whacked my headphones. Um, 31 days of creative practice. Um, so come and join in that. And like I said, follow me on Instagram so that you can figure out what that is. Um, and what about you, Julie? What are your things that you're going to think about? Um, actually, the one thing that's been humming away in the back of my head oh she was humming away in the back of my <laughs> not head not doing very well are we with <laughs> no I almost took my head off um is I think I want to look at getting an admin assistant again like a studio mm-hmm. assistant just to take some of that time to get me some time back and it always mm. feels like a big commitment financially but I feel like at the moment even if it means I take home less if I get that little bit more flexibility back if it's just them you know, washing brushes and stretching, stretching a few canvases and taking a few photos for me. I just want to enjoy the time I've got in the studio and not rush as much. And I started the year last year with someone, but it wasn't, it didn't, I didn't have the time to commit to them to teach them what I wanted to. Mm. And it sort of just fizzled away into nothing by the time I got into like total exhibition mode. So I want to think about that again. And Mm. I want to make sure I get as much time as I can to actually paint so that's something I want to try and find the right dynamic for and I don't think it's going to be easy and so I keep putting it off because I'm like I have to find the right person who's going to Mm. want to learn and so I might even just go down to the Dunedin Art School and see if there's any students that are keen. Um, Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. 
that's the one thing that's sort of been bubbling away. And then also just having a bit more of a, a play, sort of being less uh, trapped into getting commissions done and mm. more into I want to experiment and play with a few things and see how that goes. So mm. we will see. Probably for me it's thinking a little bit less and planning a little bit less and allowing a little bit more time for seeing what happens. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, I think we've both grown and we've both learnt a lot and we've both weathered the storm and what do they say a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor so I think we're both <laughs> a bit more skilled in those areas but thank you all so much for sticking with us honestly it's meant so much and we've really yeah. um enjoyed growing through the pod this year and it's been so awesome getting feedback about that and yeah it really has it's been a been a great year and um i just want to thank you julie for sticking with me and supporting me all right that's it for this week thank you to charlotte and fee for buying us a coffee um we really really appreciate those and if you would like to support us you can follow the links in our instagram bio or the newsletter and shout us a coffee it really does help towards all of the admin costs so um yeah hope you all have a lovely christmas however you celebrate or just time off if you if you don't um yeah i think that's yeah. it for today happy holidays depending on where you are um whether it's summer or winter thank you for joining us and we will um as we said it might be a little bit uh, ad hoc for the next few weeks but we will get back into your ears as soon as we can yeah for our one year anniversary in january so <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care, everyone, and remember to keep sailing. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. I am not a morning person. <laughs> really? I'm gonna guess. You can't tell. <laughs> your face. Your eyes are like two pistols like in the fake snow. Fake smiling through say. squinty eyes. It's fine. I'm awake. I can do this. <laughs> you can do this. You can do this. <laughs> How has my week been? <laughs> this is going to be the best podcast. Oh this my one. god. This I did one, not yeah. realise how bad. <laughs> okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.